0: Good morning. I'm Jamie. I'm one of the leaders here. That's what Tim asked us to say. And it it is the month of generosity, and I have the privilege and the responsibility of delivering the first sermon in this series. Uh, But generosity, um, what is that? What is generosity? I want to set the context here with generosity, and I want us to do a bit of groundwork together, um, because... Generosity is is difficult. Actually, I'm just going to put something out there at the beginning because God gave me a picture as we were worshiping, which was of um, pass the parcel. If you've ever paid pass the parcel, there's different people that uh, they grab hold of it and they're very slow to let go of it, and there's other people that just pass it on really quickly. So what I'm asking you this morning is, we we have a very generous God. And I want to ask you, how are you receiving that this morning? So this is the focus of this morning's sermon. It's about receiving. Um, I had a similar situation where I was talking to a friend a few weeks ago, um, before we went kayaking, actually. And my friend goes to a church in Bournemouth, and he was struggling with something. He was telling me that his computer had broken, and his, and his bike was was broken as well and um, it was a Mac so it was expensive and uh, he needed these two things and his wife said well have you prayed about it and he was like no I'm not going to pray about it I'm going to sort this out (laughs) she said you should pray about it and uh, they did pray about it and she prayed with other people about it and a couple of weeks later he was telling me a guy comes to the door of their house with an envelope and he says I want you to have this. It's enough money to buy a new computer and a new bike. And my friend is struggling with this. And to be honest, as I hear it, I'm struggling with this. It's like, what is this? You know, we have this man brain. We, we want to sort these things out. It's like, I can't receive this. I can't take that. Anyway, it's difficult. So that's, that's kind of how I was feeling as I went into this first sermon of generosity that I couldn't, couldn't get my head around it. But what, what has been revealed to me is that it's about receiving. It's about receiving with a thankful heart. Um, and that's going to hopefully become clear as we go through this sermon. It's a heart thing. It's very simple. First of all, we start off by receiving. So this morning is all about us considering how we receive all that God has for us. So, so can you receive? Can you receive God? Can you receive well? Maybe. Maybe you could receive from a friend. Yeah? See, God is, God is my friend. But the world struggles with that idea. I know this personally because recently I was speaking to one of my senior managers at work, and I had an opportunity, it was just him and me in the office, and um, just felt it come upon me, I turned around and I said, so what is it that's stopping you becoming a Christian? <laughs> just just happens like that sometimes, doesn't it? It's like, well, I'm just going to say it, let's just do it. Um, you know, in that situation, it really was a case of, he said, I haven't really thought about it. You know, that's how amazing it is. It's sort of like you work up to this brave point where we say, so what is it? What's standing in the way? Tell me. I want to talk about it. You know, vulnerably, I want to talk about it. It might cause me a lot of trouble. Let's talk about it. And that's all it was, just a simple thing. You know, but as I was explaining my relationship with God, I said, well, God has done this. God has done that. And when I consider this, I consider love. It doesn't make sense, but with God, it makes sense. And then I finish up by saying, well, God is my friend. And that freaks people out, right? Oh, Jamie said God is his friend. (laughs) Right? Friend. Right, so, the world struggles with this idea. How can we be friends with God? Right? How can we have any connection with God, the maker of the universe? How can we share a friendship with that person? Well, the Bible tells us so, okay? So Psalm 25, verse 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. The friendship of the Lord, the friendship of the Lord. So this is in Psalm 25, verse 14, if you wanna look at this. Now, Psalm 25, verse 14, you might have different translations this morning, and it might say in your translation, instead of the friendship of the Lord, It's sometimes translated as the secret of the Lord. However, the Hebrew word is sowed. Sowed. Okay? It is spelt in English C O W D. Okay? But it's pronounced sowed. Okay? And it means the company of persons, friendship, secret assembly, intimacy. So that is what the psalmist is talking about. Friendship with God. Friendship is a two-way thing. It's about vulnerability and openness. It's about commitment and consistency. Okay, I'll say that again. Vulnerability and openness, commitment and consistency. So my question to you guys is, who has ever done what Jesus has done for you as a friend? I want you to take a moment just now to think of your best friend. You know, your best friend. Someone who's always been there, you've relied upon. I want you to imagine that person on the cross. I want you to imagine what it was like for Peter, John, Mary, as they looked upon their friend. Imagine your friend on that cross dying for your sin you see friends they always let you in and they never let you down that's what friends do imagine should we say this again always let you in never let you down that's that openness that's that commitment so imagine imagine what the world would be like if we loved each other like we loved ourselves. You know, as we consider this friendship with God, doubt comes in. You know, sometimes we doubt that God loves us. You know, how does this affect our ability to receive? How do we we combat that? The answer is prayer. Okay, how do we pray? Well, I'm going to recommend to you this morning... That you read the Psalms, pray the Psalms, pray from a place of vulnerability and openness. This is like a practice of friendship, receive through a thankful heart. So, we get to see in the Psalms the different the various different people that wrote the Psalms, mainly King David, but they write from that place of vulnerability and openness. They're happy to just complain and say, Why, God? Okay, this is. This is why the Psalms are so useful for us, because we can apply them to our daily lives. And it gives us a great place to start, this relationship, this friendship for that particular day. Okay, if you read through a Psalm, you pray through it, and then ask those same sort of questions that we see in the Psalms. Those same honest questions between friends. So God is our friend but he's also our God, and that's really important that we re- that we remember that, and we want to have the right heart as we receive the right heart. So, praying, having this relationship, maintaining our friendship with God—this is how we maintain that right heart. And a big part of that is being thankful. Actually. Yesterday when I was praying and considering these things and I asked those vulnerable questions of God we went for a walk I went towards Whitecliff near where I live and God spoke to me about the thankful heart because being thankful shows that you are when you're truly thankful when you it gives that indication that you've received so being thankful is incredibly important. We know this because it says so in First Thessalonians chapter five verse eighteen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It says it again in Colossians three, fifteen, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called. In one body and be thankful. And one more Psalm 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Because if we don't do this, there is a danger, and the danger is this the hardened heart. And Paul makes it very clear in Romans 1 21. For although they knew God, they did not honour him as God and or give him thanks to give him thanks, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So I want to tell you a story um, from Luke seventeen, chapter eleven. So you're welcome to, to have a look at that. It's Luke seventeen, chapter eleven. And this is the story of ten lepers. And the thankful heart. And this is uh, something that I found after spending some time praying with God. So on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And on his way, there were ten lepers. There were ten lepers. Okay, and this is quite important here that we notice that it's between Samaria and Galilee. These lepers were actually a mixture of Jews and Samaritans. Okay, and from a distance, as Jesus walked through, they called. They called from a distance and they said, Master, have mercy. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then Jesus said, go and show yourselves to the priests and they were cleansed. But the important thing here is that one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, and then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was the one... Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, "Rise, and go your way; your faith has made you well." I I see this morning that we are that one Samaritan that we are here to give thanks to God. The Lord notices those who thank him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, this is the world in which we're facing at the moment, really. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. When pride and self-rule become fashionable, the human heart has no one to thank. We consider all we have as just reward for our efforts. But Paul has something to say about that in 1 Corinthians. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? This is a dangerous place to be. A hardened heart that no longer recognizes the source of its gifts no, true, no, no longer truly receives God. And we need to remember that every good gift comes from God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So it's important this morning, that we take time to receive, that we've we've heard that in so many of the words this morning, to actually recognize what God is doing in our lives, what he's called us to do, and spending time with him. A friendship is very different um, when you know that it's your friend and you want to spend time with your friend. So it's about taking time to receive the truth. We need to receive the most generous gift between friends. And that is presence, it's time. With God, it's His presence, His life, His love for you. I've got a quote here from Francis Chan. And he says, God doesn't need us, but He still wants us. We desperately need God, but don't really want Him most of the time. He treasures us, and He anticipates our departure from this earth to be with Him. And we wonder indifferently. How much we have to do to get by? How much we have to do for him to get by? Is that not the reality in our lives? So what I'm asking you this morning is be the miracle, each one of you, to be the miracle this morning. Let me explain this. So... um, It's all about that friendship and how that changes how we pray and how we live and how we seek God. Because my situation is I get to deliver a sermon once every two months. And so a couple of weeks before then, I will spend a lot more time studying and praying and preaching. And I might get pretty desperate. I might be on my knees in my lounge going, Lord, you've got to give me something. You've got to give me something for this sermon that's coming up. I don't understand what Tim has asked me to preach on Lord you can <laughs> Lord please and, and you know what happens is Jesus comes Jesus comes and um and he comes down and he kneels down next to me and he and he's got the things that I pray for. I might have been praying for Lord I'm so anxious. Lord I need peace. Lord I don't understand and he's got all these things. He's got all these things for me to take and, and at that point I say amen and then I get on with stuff just get on and tell do you know what I'm saying do you know what I mean do you, you know do you not ah, thank you Lord just look at this stuff Lord what is this where do you want me to go what is this just to receive, you know? We can be so, so busy with our own things, with our own self, with that new episode that's come out to watch or that new thing that there is to buy. It's so important. I know that there's those times where I don't receive him rightly. And uh, I pray for us today that we will do that. We will receive him. So be that miracle. It's really just that miracle. It's a miracle because he is our friend, right? This doesn't make any sense in any other religion or faith. God is our friend. He died for us, and he is alive. He is our friend. He's in friendship with us. He's interested in what you're doing, and you can be interested in what he's doing, and we can share time together. So be that miracle. Be that friendship. Receive from him. So that thankful heart is an indication. And you know what? After I'd prayed with God and spent some time with him, there was more blessing in it. I was down Whitecliffe, and and God was talking to me about the thankful heart. And as I walked back towards home, um, I felt this thing in my heart. Um, we have some friends who have left, and they've moved to America, and their house is near us, and this house is empty, it's completely empty. Have you ever been to a house after a family has moved out, where the life is gone, and it's just a shell, and I felt, I want to go there. I want to go to this house. I have no reason to go to this house, but I want to give thanks. I would pray. You know, it was early, so I didn't have, you know, chances of somebody finding me doing these weird things was okay. It was like just after seven. So I was outside this house, and I prayed on the door. And I just wanted to say, you know, thank you, Lord, for all this, for filling this home with faith, with life, with trials and joy. You know, the really important thing I wanted to pray at that door was, Lord, I pray in seven years' time, because they'd been there for seven years, in seven years' time, Lord, I pray that there will be thanksgiving again, that you will fill this house again with life, another seven years of life, of trials, of joy. I didn't really realize, you know, the... It was only, you know, when I came to it this morning that I realized that I want to pray for us that, that we're not that empty house. That we are ready to receive all that God has for us. You know, what I was, that's what I was doing. That actually it was, it was all about us this morning. That we receive well. Everything that God has for us. You know, I want to clarify that it is very simple. It's a simple heart thing. You know, having that thankful, soft, vulnerable heart open. Always let you in. Never let you down. It's about simply turning and lifting and yielding your heart in thanksgiving and gratitude to God. So... Generosity starts with the ability to receive. So as we go into this month, as you you enjoy your friendship with the Lord, speak to him, ask him questions about how you receive. Receive well, receive fully from him. I want to pray for us all right now. Lord, I pray for us, let us not be that empty house. Fill us up this morning. Fill us up with that friendship, with that closeness, with that secret company, that intimacy, that friendship, Lord. Fill us up with that that sustains us, that allows us to always come because you always let us in. You'll never let us down. Help us to be friends to others in the same way that you're a friend to us, Lord. I pray Open us out. Help us to receive. And then through that, Lord, help us spill out with your wondrous generosity. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that you are our friend. Amen? Amen. Amen.